this is Michael Dowies, and welcome to a special episode of the IA Cast. This is the WWDC follow-up show where we've had a day to play with the devices running betas from WWDC. And for this show today, we have Aaliyah Dudley. Hello. And Jason Earls. Hey, everyone. So we've had a day to play with iOS 12, macOS, and watchOS. And we've gotten to play with a lot of the stuff they've talked about. And we found some very interesting things. You know, Apple announced a lot of things at yesterday's keynote. And we've learned more today, like AirPods being able to be used as hearing aids with awareness mode and all kinds of stuff like that. So news is still coming out from the event. It's pretty exciting. So I think, guys, we should start off by talking about uh, iOS because that was kind of the first thing that was discussed at the keynote yesterday. So what are y'all's impressions of iOS 12 after a day? As far as betas go, it seems to be one of the more or most stable betas we've had. It runs pretty well. It has some... Yes, it has the new features, or most of them. The Shortcuts app not is not here yet, and we'll talk about that later. But it runs pretty well, and I have to say it's pretty darn snappy. Now, some people are experiencing some weird glitches with voiceover and touchscreen and some stuff going on. But overall, it seems to be quite good. Well, I know when I installed it on my device... I have the iPhone 8 Plus, for those of you who uh, would not know. It's actually really, really fast. I, I really didn't think that I would notice much of a difference. In fact, I believe I said as much in the WWDC show we did yesterday, where I was saying that I don't think we're going to really see much improvement as far as voiceover speed is concerned, but I'm very happily eating my words. I really do see... An improvement in responsiveness of, of voiceover and I'm not just referring to text-to-speech which there are some new Siri voices that are available there's new Irish English and South African English male and female voices but um, it really is it just it's really snappy and it's it's nice yeah I've been using it since yesterday and I, as Aaliyah and Jason have said, I've noticed a lot of performance increases. It's very, very snappy, and I've been enjoying using it uh, for the last day. It's really nice. It's really refined. It's it's what we've expected, but it's a refined version of 11, and it shows. It really, really shows. Have you guys had the chance to mess around with shortcuts? And if you have, which ones have you added? None of mine are useful. They're just I, not. <laughs> I've looked at them. I haven't actually messed with them yet as far as trying them out. It's not giving me intelligent suggestions. Like, right after I texted someone something, it popped up in settings the exact text that I'd sent them even though I hadn't done it more than once. It was a little weird. I mean, it is a beta. Obviously, you know, before anybody goes, it's a beta. It's really, it's going to have bugs. Yes, we get it. Okay. Going into this with the understanding of we know it's a beta, but we have to talk about the issues. Otherwise, nobody knows. I was actually reading an article that was 
sort of describing the iOS 12 update as, I think it was a BGR article, they were saying that iOS 12 is an extremely boring update, but that's actually a good thing because there's so many things Apple didn't announce at WWDC yesterday that we're all discovering, and I think it's pretty cool. I didn't, my basically my description for iOS 12 right now is, oh, I guess iOS 11 was a bit slower than iOS normally is. <laughs> I didn't realize it until in, in using the beta. And I feel like 12 is kind of what 11 should have been, if y'all know what I mean. I feel like 11 should have had a, a lot of the performance increases and bug fixes that 12 has. As far as shortcuts that I've used, I actually have my Siri able to look up podcast statistics from Safari for our show. I have Siri able to open WordPress and go to the iAccessibility page so I can look at the stats instantly. That kind of stuff, to me, is powerful. I can actually go to somebody's Twitter account. Siri will record that and then allow me to add that as a Siri shortcut in shortcuts. And this is all, guys, without using the shortcuts app that Apple is saying will be on a later beta of iOS. So already, without, for at least for me, already this thing is already showing its usefulness. Now, do you have to log into these sites when you use the Siri shortcut, or does it automatically log you in? I believe you have to log in if you're not already logged in. Now, keep in mind that the app in question that you want to create a shortcut for has to have been opened up to Siri. It has to be able to give certain things to Siri in order for these shortcuts to work. And I might be wrong, but I think a good way to tell what apps are supported in this is to check out the app workflow since that's what's going to be uh, the shortcuts app is going to be based off of. So I would check out what apps are useful in there, and that may give you a good indication of what apps will work with the shortcuts. With that said, what kind of bugs have we seen? Because I know we've see, all seen a lot of bugs within the last day, so what have you guys seen? Keep me on iOS, please, because the Mac bugs are atrocious. Um, there's a new kind of keyboard that pops up when you have passwords that are able to be auto-filled. And that keyboard is currently iffy to get to with Explore by Touch, if you can at all. I can't. Michael can. And the buttons are unlabeled. So, for me, that's one of the biggest bugs that I'm seeing that is a more of a usability bug than an I can get around this bug. If you don't have possible text, the buttons don't mean anything. And if you have more than one possible password, you are going to be stuck. One of the bugs that I've seen is, and this has only happened to me once, so I'm hoping I'm not about to just jinx myself, but I did, I opened up WhatsApp to check one of the groups I'm in. I did a two-finger single tap because I was trying to do everything one-handed and also not trying not to drop my phone. And then when I did that, I ended up losing voiceover permanently. And the only way to get it back was to force my phone to reboot. I tried Siri. 
I tried triple clicking the home button. I tried making sure my speech wasn't muted because I was like, well, did I do a three finger double tap? Maybe it didn't say speech off, but I figured I'd check. So rebooting my phone fixed it. And so far it hasn't happened to me again, but I've heard reports of it happening to for people multiple times. I'm not quite sure about that bug. I don't even know if it was related to me doing the two finger tap or if it was just a coincidence. Bugs I've seen I've seen settings crash with Siri in the Siri settings. I did have one settings crash on my iPad yesterday. And there are I believe some issues on the iPad that I remember seeing. I don't remember what they are. But there are still loads of issues, but this again is beta one. One of the things that we did try out was multi-person FaceTime calling for audio. We found that you can do audio calls on FaceTime, but you have to opt in as video currently and then switch, turn, to, uh, turn on mute camera to get audio working. So a little bit of wonkiness there, and you have to start a, face, a multi-user FaceTime call from the FaceTime app or from messages. So it's sort of like Google Hangouts, I guess, in, in that regard where you have to mute the camera. But again, this all may change. Aaliyah, didn't you say something about you found a bug where you, and I think I was able to confirm this, where if you try to add somebody into the multi, uh, the FaceTime group, you can't with voiceover because double tapping their name does nothing? I can't even start a FaceTime group. I can only get one person added with voiceover on. And then when I try to add another, it just switches to the last person I've added. It's dumb. That's what I'm seeing right now. But I feel like it's half-baked, and they're going to have to improve on it a lot. Yeah, I really hope that we don't have to keep turning our cameras off, because that's just, it's it's annoying. Um, one of the things I don't like about the feature is that I, if I had not known to look in my notification center, I would have never known about that conversation we were playing around with the other day. Well, yesterday. Apparently, it's intended to be a silent notification so that you can join in, but I I don't know. I don't think it should ring, but I think it should at least have an alert sound to it. Yeah, that would be, I would be okay with that. And I wonder if that's something we can change in settings. I, I didn't even think to look at that until just now. Does anybody else have any final thoughts on iOS? I just want to say that there's a lot of bugs, but it's also beta 1. Here's to hoping that they get fixed. Public betas, while they were not announced at WWDC, at least in verbal form, they are going to have public betas of iOS 12 and uh, TV and macOS. If you go to beta.apple.com, whether you are or are not a current beta tester, you can sign up and they will let you know when the betas are available. So that should be exciting for people. But, um, I mean, I'm excited. Even I think I would be okay even if it's just the betas had speed improve and stability improvements. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love the features we have right now. But after using this, if I had to go back to iOS 11 point, what is it, 4, I guess, right now, 11.4, I think I would miss the snappy, the snappy that is iOS 12. Wow. Well, the nice thing about having 12 is that eventually I'll be able to put it on my iPod and make my iPod run so much better than it currently does. I want to use it on a 5S. I think that'd be cool. I've never used anything approaching iOS 11 on a 5S because mine died before iOS 11 came out. But I think it'd be cool to use two devices side by side just to compare. 
I'm curious because I used the iPhone 4 on the very last software version that it would ever get. I don't remember what the number was, but it might have been iOS 6 or 7. I don't remember. I used it. It hurt my soul. So I <laughs> hope that the 5S and 12 play better than the 4 did with that. The other thing that's really cool is grouped notifications have y'all seen that because that works pretty well for me it's gonna get better but it, it's pretty cool i haven't seen it like per se but i did see a manage action for voiceover when i was clearing a notification i haven't really played with it all that much and i also took a bit of a look at the screen time stuff but i didn't really delve that far into it just yeah. yet i'm not gonna use screen right. time just not i'm not either i'm not but and there's also voice memos for iPad, which I'm assuming is going to work pretty similarly to voice memos for the iPhone. Played a little bit with the Measure app. I don't quite understand it yet. Voice memos is one of the apps that has been redesigned. And it's a very good redesign for iOS. <laughs> for Mac, it has its issues. And we'll get to that it, in just And everything bit. else. Also, I saw an article today that really made a good point. The screen time feature really, really showcases the horrible need for user accounts on iPad because you can't track screen screen time of a multi-user iPad. You really can't. And iPads are That's... more likely to be multiple user devices than any other iOS device. That is a very good point. I mean, Touch ID already supports multiple fingerprints even, so I don't mm -hmm. really understand... Apple's reasoning for not adding multi-user account support for a device like the iPad. Although I thought their <laughs> Craig's comment on on touchscreen Max was was rather amusing. What do you guys think about watchOS as our next topic? What have you guys tested on there, and what do y'all like, and what do y'all not like? Nothing's out yet. I mean, walkie-talkie's not there. Um, I do. I am happy that the Series 2 appears to run well on WatchOS 5. WatchOS 4 on the Series 0 and the Series 1 was a bit, um, well, not even the Series 1, but the Series 0 mainly was kind of gross. So I was concerned that WatchOS 5 on the Series 2 would be pretty bad. It's not right now. It's pretty snappy. I just had some trouble dismissing the... 10% battery left thing, but I don't know whether that's a bug. I'll have to keep playing with that. But other than that, it runs pretty well. I I I was nervous. Let's let's be honest here because there's no way to go back. So I was a little worried, but it worked. I have to say I feel sorry for the people that bought those $10,000 gold Apple Watches <laughs> since Poor they're sucker. Not really going to be updated anymore. <laughs> Like, I, I really feel bad for people. I but don't. I haven't actually... People with that kind of money, it's not going to be well, a big okay, deal. Well, that's true. But I, I I could not justify something like that because, I mean, technology changes. I am very aware of this. But I haven't actually installed the beta on my watch yet. So it's good to know that it runs well because I'm not okay with how my watch is performing with watch OS 4.0. What are we on? 3.3 or something like that? 4.3.2? 4.3.2? If you're running beta, I think. 4.3. Whatever the latest ver available version is, officially. That's not a beta. 
I was so disappointed to hear that we that it, it looks like we still can't play music out of our speakers when we get the Apple Podcasts app instead. <laughs> but the background audio stuff seems like it might be useful. I really want WhatsApp on my watch. I'm very excited about Walkie Talkie. I wish it was here in this beta. The app's there, but it's not usable. And we found out that it uses FaceTime audio technology to send back and forth the audio. My other thoughts are on the watch. It is pretty snappy for visual users. I don't know how it is with voiceover. And I did try the podcast app and it crashed every time for me. I'm very interested to see what that's going to work like whenever it comes out. My Series 3 almost, it acted like it bricked. So I was concerned there, but I just restarted it and it worked fine. So that was good. And it took forever to finish the completing setup process. So that was weird. Other than that, though, my watch works the same as it did in iOS and watchOS 4. I actually have a question just because I'm curious and I'm sure I'm not the only one who's curious. When watchOS 5, for people who want to beta test it on their watches, comes out officially, then you can remove the profile and you're good to go, right? And then you won't receive any more beta updates. Correct. What, if you want to get out of the program. What you would have to do is remove the file before updating because usually when a stable release drops, so does a new beta. So you would remove the profile, reboot the watch, and then you would see an update to the stable release. Well, as long as they get the whole issue fixed where when you double tap a button and it just sits there and doesn't actually activate that would be enough to make me happy not fixed yet oh. and it's annoying so when you sure. double tap the first digit of your passcode and it doesn't always type oh my gosh i know but at least we have those little well i don't know if they're in well, I, if watch your watch is in... unmuted you do yeah oh, that's true because you get voiceover sounds regardless so our last topic today because none of us have tested the apple tv software is mac os mac os is a pile. Well, first off, macOS promised iOS uh, apps that are built in, like uh, stocks, home, voice memos, and news. You mean snooze? Snooze. <laughs> but one of the things that we're finding is that voiceover has issues. Major in, issues. In interacting with items in these apps. So I, I could tell Aaliyah has a lot to say on this, so I'll turn it over. Uh, so voiceover has no or very little ability to interact with items in these new apps so you can via right arrow to for example the record button in voice memos and press it all the elements are on the screen but if you press on something nothing happens i'm a little upset about that and i think if it were just voice memos that would be one thing. If it were just stocks or just news or just home, that would be one thing. It's all four apps. It's not listed in the developer release notes as a known issue. It's not really been talked about. And that's not okay. That's what I'm upset about. I'm upset about the fact that, you know, it feels like this isn't being paid attention to until some of us who get on the ground and run these betas, jump down Apple's throats and yell at the top of our lungs to fix it. I feel like it's not going to get fixed. And fixing it is going to require voiceover on the Mac to be kind of overhauled. And it's going to require voiceover to have the ability to interact with these touch targets, which it don't, it, it, it doesn't have right now. And, you know, I think this is concerning it's kind of like 
if Apple were to release a beta where you couldn't use the phone, for example. You know, these are main stock apps on the device. Based on Apple's stellar history of making sure that voiceover on the Mac is updated to the latest standards and all that fun stuff. I don't remember if I voiced it yesterday on the WWDC episode, but I really had concerns. I really did. I didn't quite know what they were going to what issues were going to crop up, but I just had a funny feeling that these apps weren't going to function correctly for voiceover users on the Mac. And I'm very, very sad to be proven right. All of these are big issues. And there's even issues for low vision users. The Xcode version for that's stable, Xcode 9, is not working with Zoom in full screen mode. I'll be typing code and the screen just locks up. The code is still being typed and everything's still happening, but the screen locks up until you move the mouse. And that's infuriating. Like, why does that even happen? What kind of code do they implement to make that even happen? It doesn't happen in any other app. Like, text edit doesn't happen in any of the new apps, but it happens there. And what the other issue that I found is that new dark mode that's awesome looking does not work in previously compiled apps so it only works in the stock apps the way i figured it was is everything's just going to transfer right over well no it's not so i kind of feel like there's this gap now between 32-bit apps high sierra apps and now mojave apps i feel like the mac operating system's almost getting a little too fragmented there are some neat things now i will say uh, before we wrap up that I do like that software update was moved out of the App Store and into System Preferences. That is kind of nice. Wait, really? I had not heard this. It sure is. Interesting. Do they still open in the App Store interface? Software updates do, but not the OS updates. I also do love the new sidebar for the App Store. It has tabs for different categories of apps, like there's a Developers tab, which I think is awesome. So... They, I do like the new App Store on macOS. I kind of want to install the beta, but I kind of want to wait till the next one by the same token because I know that if I were to file bugs like that, others have already filed them and I would just be told they're duplicates. We understand, guys, again, that this is beta 1 and there are bound to be issues that crop up. The problem is some of these issues, personally, I don't think should have cropped up in the first place i feel like some of these issues that we are seeing should have been caught by internal testing and they weren't and that's what i have issue with i don't have issue with the fact that the betas have issues because they're betas that's the whole point i'm hopeful that by the time the first versions of ios 12 and mac os mojave are released to the public that these issues are fixed because especially on the mac side not being able to press buttons inside of these new apple ios i don't even know what to call these ios conversion apps ported apps ported apps thanks that's the word i was thinking for um (laughs) that is a very very big issue and it's it's just one of those issues that i feel like should have never made it to users for dev beta one well that will do it for this special episode of the ia cast so, Aaliyah, where can people find you online? You can find me producing content for iAccessibility. You can email me at Aaliyah, that's A-L-E-E-H-A, at iAccessibility.net. 
And you can follow me on Twitter when I'm a little less tired at BlindCowgirl199. And I've been quite prolific with my tweets lately. Sorry! Jason, where can people find you online? People can find me producing content for iAccessibility. You can email me at jason at iAccessibility.net. You can search for me on Facebook. Just search for Jason Earls. Or if you'd like, you can follow me on Twitter. I am at JDE, that's Juliet Delta Echo 91. You can find me producing content for iAccessibility. You can find me on Twitter. I am Mike Doeys on Facebook. Just search for Michael Doeys. You can email me at Mike Doeys, that's M I K E D O I S E, at iAccessibility.net. And you can find me at my website at michaeldoeys.com. You can find iAccessibility by going to iAccessibility.net. We are iAccessibility1 on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook. Just search for iAccessibility. We have the iAccessibility app. And we also have our page at Patreon at patreon.com slash iacast. Any uh, support helps to keep this podcast going. So please become a patron for as little as $1 a month. If you want to email us, you can at feedback at iAccessibility.net. And we have a YouTube page and a lot of other pages around the web. So just give us a search. We want to hear your thoughts on WWDC. So use our IACast hashtag and our feedback at iAccessibility.net email. And we'd love to hear your thoughts. Please uh, get in contact with us. And I want to thank everybody who was on the show uh, this late at night. I know it was kind of a late show, but uh, we've been playing with this stuff. We wanted to report in you guys and let you know what we found and uh, we'll be back Sunday with a, a new show and possibly some more talk of WWDC and uh, yeah it's been great so I think this weekend we're going to talk about uh, the comparison between WWDC and other Apple keynotes compared to other companies so I think that'll be a great show so we're excited for you to be here for that so we look forward to that so until then we'll see you next time guys Bye, everyone. Copyright 2018, iAccessibility, and Michael Doeys.